morning, afternoon, evening, wherever this might find you from the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Plannerverse episode. I don't know, Steve. What episode number are we at? <laughs> 17. No, no, we can't. How we, old we, I feel sometimes. <laughs> we, <laughs> we couldn't have been at 70 already. Are we at 70? Yeah. Good grief. Well, here 69 you are. 69 plus 1. 69 plus 1, right, right. That's where we're at. I knew we were still in the 60s. So welcome to episode 70, and we have a wonderful five-part series set up for you. Steve and I have put our collective brains together, and between the two of us, we've come up with the average-sized human brain. And the one thing that we've realized is we wanted to take apart David Allen's Getting Things Done, the, the five points that he has on how to set up information processing so that you're actually getting things done. And we thought, hey... What a novel idea. Why not have a planner that allows you to have all your information in there and when you need something, you actually know where to go to find it. And when you find that you want to put something in your planner, you don't have that moment of, should I, shouldn't I? Because if I put it in there, maybe it gets lost forever. And we said, no, 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 <laughs> we've, got to, we've got to work around this. So this is going to be part one of a five-part series on getting things done. And today's episode is going to be about the capture. Number one point on David Allen's getting things done is how to capture the information so that you have 100% of the information coming in to one spot. Now, whether that one spot is a book, a voice recorder, a physical inbox, something that sits on your desk, I sometimes think there's there might be a need for two inboxes because if we have our paper planners, not every single paper will fit in there realistically. Right, Steve? No. So perhaps, you know, a, a spot one and a spot two, but you know exactly 100% there's going to be nowhere else where that information is residing. It's not sitting in your email. It's not sitting somewhere in the ethers. It's where do you have something like that, Steve? Do you use? I, well, I tend to use my sort of organize a5 purely for all that so i collect everything together that i need to remember um that needs actioning in one way or another but is that stuff that you Try write down one, one, or is it is it yes. papers actual well, papers? I've, well no actual, actual papers wise i don't get to deal with much of that we have a sort of like an office in tray which technically is sort of like the sort of home in tray, if you like, um, for incoming stuff from the mail or stuff that's got to be dealt with. And it's not just me doing it. So I don't really get on in, too involved in that side of things, to be honest. You with see, you. everyone, Steve is married, and that means his wife takes care of it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> She's fairly well organized, so <laughs> I married the right one. <laughs> so it sucks to be everybody else, but Steve's paper bills are being taken care of. <laughs> I, I have a horrible admission that, that um, it's Alison that does all the banking. And um, whilst I have the codes and what have you to be able to get into the system, I wouldn't know where to start. I really must do that at some stage. But <laughs> so it's, do you all um, partake in uh, electronic billing, paperless billing? Mostly, but we still do get paper bills in for some of the accounts because, um, you know, living in a foreign land, as we do, you have to prove you've been resident 
at a particular address and without an actual paper bill delivered by the electricity company or whoever, you can't do it on ones you've printed out from the internet because they're, oh, no, no, that's not the original. <laughs> and so, right. you know, we've, we've, we've resigned ourselves to staying with, with paper for most of the bills because that was the other problem. Most of the bills were all done in Alison's name and I'm only a sort of a co-signatory. There was nothing in my own name. You were a guest living in your own like, home. I'm a ghost, yeah. <laughs> oh, guest. I said guest, not a ghost. Yeah, guest. Well, sometimes both could be applied. Yeah. But, so, yeah, it's just one of those oddities, really, of life. But I, I would think, you know, in years to come, proving your identity and where you live, you know, for instance, when you go to set up a bank account, it's going yeah. to become a major issue, yeah. I would think. But, Absolutely. Uh, well, whatever. Well, one of the things that I do in my home is that I don't allow papers to fly around. So I do have a home office and every single piece of paper, whether it's a receipt, whether it's a tag, whether anything that is on paper gets collected in my home office. And there is a weekly purge that happens. And once that purge is complete, so what's the purge? The purge is bills, envelopes getting open, bills being hole punched and put into a three ring binder. And that's the house binder that has all the bills. And every year, once we're done with that, that goes into the tax folder and just gets shipped off to the accountant. So there's really no thought mental process to it. It's an automatic thing that we do. Um, I'm, I've gotten keener on actual paper bills. I used to do only digital bills, but now I kind of like the fact that they send me the bill because then I don't have to use my own ink and paper to print things out. And there's a nice record of that. In case ever, anything ever goes wrong, you didn't pay, something happened, you have a physical record of, of where it's at. Um, other than that... We always note on the, on the actual bill when we paid it, you know, just right. paid and then they... Right. So you've got that sort of feedback as well. And then there's the other sorts of paper that I collect, which is business cards. I collect a lot of business cards and I tend to scan them and put them in Evernote just because it's headache-less I have a scanner that scans directly into Evernote and it, it has a file for business cards. It recognizes business cards. I put it through the scanner and scans the front and back of a business card automatically. And there is a word search function that I can use if I need to find something. Let's say I don't remember someone's name, but I remember they were in a specific industry. Then I can just look them up that way. Um, other than that, there there is a problem that I deal with. And you know this. This is the reason why I ended up getting an acrylic board is I still don't have a, a method for collecting not just the names of my clients, but collecting the names of the clients and then finding out what their status is on their specific service that they've bought from me, such that if they catch me unawares, which they did on Friday, I received a phone call as I was at lunch. This poor gentleman wanted to know when he was getting his documents and I did not have his information in front of me because I wasn't sitting in front of the computer. So again, I, I raised my fists in frustration saying, why isn't this information in my planner? Because the information gets updated so quickly. I do additions and send them their own documents back to them so quickly that there's no time. So what I ended up doing was getting an acrylic board with clients' names, kind of like how real estate agents have their big boards of which property is being sold when. And I go through first draft was on this date, second draft was on that date, and then a final and we're done. And that seems to be working well, but it doesn't serve me when I'm at lunch or away from my home. What? So I'm thinking I'm going yeah, to use this need... opportunity now to capture 
capture something, right? As far as information. Yeah, I do. I do need something, Steve. <laughs> this this comes back to my age old um, thing of any system is great. It might be, it might, you think, oh, it'll take me a, a couple of hours or so to set it all up, which is fine. And yes, in use, it's fine. But you must take into account how much time it's going to take you to maintain that system of whatever it is, whether it's a whiteboard, whether it's, um, you know, a computer application or a paper printout or something like that maintaining the information up to date on that system however it is um has got to be not too over the top because otherwise you spend too much time maintaining the system and not enough time doing doing the work i've tried i've tried put putting their names in my monthly you know month on two pages sections that hasn't worked because it only shows me the days that i worked on that person's documents it doesn't show me what was completed then I tried putting them into the weekly spread, but then I'm taking up hours of the day, literally, with names of clients that have no references to just because I worked on a client at that hour. Again, doesn't tell me what was done and what status they're in right now. I've tried the dailies where I plug in a daily record of where I'm working, but then it gets lost when I flip because I don't remember what day I worked on that particular client. So if they call me for an update, I have to I find myself flipping through pages. So I think what I'm going to end up doing is creating a capture series, a list of clients and creating a tab for clients and then using the, believe it or not, the Filofax customer record sheet that allows me to indicate their account, their address, their telephone, and then notes. And each one of those notes will have an update of what was done. And put those sheets in an A to Z order. Because the name, name has to be the. Oh my goodness, you're a genius. The name Thank has you. to be the key field, doesn't it? I love it. <laughs> Thank you. That's what I'm going to do. A to Z was what was missing for for me. Yeah. So customer record with I see I'm writing this down as we're doing the podcast <laughs> <laughs> because that's how good I am. A to Z. Okay. Thank you, Steve. I'm going to give that a try. But often the answer is in front of us. And that's why Steve and I get together to do this, right? So that we can brainstorm off of each other. And if anybody can get something valuable out of it, then hopefully you can. (laughs) One of the things about capturing information, especially if you've got, if you're the sort of person, and I'm not pointing any fingers here, that, that has lots of different sections in their planner, they have lots of different bits of information that they need to bring together be it health information work information personal information you know school information for their kids the list is endless as to what you can use your planner for isn't it yeah and you feel under control when you've got all of that stuff in there ready to hand it's up to date you can relax because it's not in your head etc etc but it's when you're just at the checkout in the supermarket and you're just walking out and you see your friend just entering the supermarket and they suddenly come up with, oh, they give you some bit of information. Now, it might be a change of time for a coffee morning or something. Or, right. Did you know this or did you know that? And you could be thinking, oh, what, what section am I going to put that bit of information in before I 
drive home and forget exactly. about it. Exactly. Where do you put it? Where do you put it? Where do I put it? Don't panic. Just have some either plain or lined paper at the front of your planner as the capture inbox, as it were. Ah. And then you can quickly write down, before you forget, stuff in there. Now, that sheet of paper could easily be transferred into whichever section you wish. Or you later on transfer the thing manually. Or you can have just some sticky notes or something like that in the front of your planner. So you can use those to literally write on the thing, lift it off, slap it in the pay on the actual page of the event, or on the you know the meal planning thing, or whatever it is, wherever it is, and whichever you know you could have ones of different colours to to colour code the thing instantly, sort of thing. Um, so right. you know exactly what the context of the note is. Um, well, that's that's, uh, that's in, absolutely in line with what David Allen talks about with his five yeah. points. That's actually yeah. his third point, which is organize the information. Um, his first point is to capture, then to clarify, then organize, then reflect and engage. We're going to go through all of these. Today we're focusing on capture, but that is so relevant because that's one of the points that David Allen brings up. And I'm going to vehemently support the one point that he talks about, which is if your brain doesn't trust you enough that you're going to place the information in a place where you can reference it later it's going to hold on to it so you're going to have this little bit of information that your friend told you at the supermarket about a coffee date that was changed it's going to be floating around in your head forever until you actually do something with it because that's how our brains were built and so the reason steve and i are having this podcast now is to help all of us out there in the Plannerverse understand how to make an actionable item from something that was spontaneous. Where does it go to land such that you would know where it is at a moment's notice later on, five minutes down the line, 20 minutes down the line, two weeks down the line, and not have any doubt in your mind that you have put it somewhere where your brain knows where to find it. And that's what building a system is all about. And and sort of following on as to why have this inbox at the front of your planner. Right. Remember, when you're carrying your planner, it's closed. So, of course, immediately you need access to something. It's the first thing you come to. When you unclasp the thing, you open it up, there it is. You don't have to go searching through numerous sections or pages. It's there in front of you to just quickly write it down, flip it closed, job done. And that's why you stick it at the front, not somewhere else. That's a great suggestion. And I I personally prefer to carry around the sticky notes rather than have the sheet of paper. Uh, Just because on the front of my planner, I like to see other information. I think more like motivational quotes and things like that when I open it up. But perhaps it could be the second or third sheet. It doesn't have to be the very first. Um, But Steve, you, you were saying something earlier about how sometimes we end up putting not not nonsense information, but trivial information that we probably won't ever use in in an attempt to try and feel like we're in control of our lives, but then miss out on having the actual information that we do need to use, which is because all the other trivial stuff is pushing it out. So you had said the example of you have five blank pages of travel plans, but you're not intending to travel for the next six months, but you don't have the shopping list that you need for, you know, that you're going to go in 20 minutes. For today. Yeah, for today. Mm. So how, how do we get around that in terms of making our planner something that can be our one capture spot 
so that we can in fact function for today and then know that maybe in two weeks we have to put a travel itinerary in there as well. If if you're using a ring-bound planner for argument's sake, uh, I did this exercise myself, um, must be nearly two years ago now, in that you literally take all the pages out of the thing, put the actual ring binder to one side for a moment, and then audit the contents of your planner. It's painful to do, but you know, lay it out on the dining table or wherever. Initially, you can just split it into sections. The, the various tab dividers you've got already, just leave those you know, five or six piles of paper or whatever. Then just go through each pile one at a time to see right do i still need this information do i need to carry it with me is it too old is it still current or not etc and keep you know you, you end up with a keep pile an archive pile and a shred pile if you ever you know go as far as that you know it could be old shopping lists so why are you still carrying it sort of thing as a sort of off the head ex example but then you get into the sort of, you know, so your planner pages, that's fairly easy to do because they're just in date order, aren't they? So you know roughly how far ahead you've got to be and how far behind um, of the current week you need to keep because you sort of build up that sort of knowledge over time. It's, it's the other sections that I find that tend to bulk out your planner um, that need that sort of auditing process is done on them some at some point not necessarily to re be removed completely but maybe put to one side if you don't need them on a daily basis like the travel example you know i don't need to carry um, a london um, underground map with me in my daily planner when i'm in france because i don't really need to access that information but i keep one that slots onto the rings but I keep it in a different location and I and, slot and, it in and, when I need it. And for the record, I can say that there is a there is a sense of sadness and nostalgia when it comes to removing some of these things, I would think. Because there is a sense of, for example, I had the Frankfurt Underground map for a long time in my planner. I had I had laminated it, I'd hole punched it, because it reminded me of my godmother and how she you know, where she lived and all that. And I liked the experience of being able to have maps and things and all sorts of reference items in my planner. And I think that's one of the things about auditing your documents is the ability to look, they end up all looking like noise at some point. They end up looking like the standard. And so there has to be some kind of checklist, I think, that you, you what you're referencing when you said, et cetera, uh, about being able to look at your, your planner and audit and say, based on what, based on what metrics am I now removing this or putting this in the archive file? And I think ultimately is, is this serving me for, for the first day today and for the next five days? And then how long out do I need to have reference information? I think that would be a good starting point to go from is the first day, five days out, and then a, a month out, perhaps. What, how, I mean, how far out do you keep? I, I guess you would keep longer if you need annual, right? If you do travel plans and. I yeah, there's but there's there's easier ways of doing this. You don't necessarily need your weekly pages out, you know, twelve months in advance, do you? You can actually sort of um, break it down to you know if you've got just got a trip planned, you know, in six months' time, that can go on a yearly sort of planner, which makes life a lot easier, and you can have 
just a detailed sheet for that particular day if need be or week but you don't necessarily need the full detail between now and then um to do it so it what the the point i'm trying to get to is but by auditing the thing every so often maybe once every six months or so is you're also um visually checking to see if that information is up to date still or not as well as that's the other important thing there's no point in carrying around out, out of date information is there um you know if something's changed but you've forgotten to change the sheet in your organizer it's a good a good sort of mental um check on the information you're carrying one by looking at all the pages that you're carrying you'll remember that you've actually where that information is and that you're actually carrying it and the second thing is is you know you've just you then go off and check whether that's still relevant information and it's up to date or not um so you actually keep keep the thing fresh and it helps you remember as well really yeah, well, I, I like the idea, and I do audit often, but what ends up happening is I end up with piles of B5 and A5 inserts just sitting around, clasped together with a big rubber band, uh, waiting... Stick them... <laughs> put them in another one. Yeah, I know. Okay, well, good. That just irritates me because then it just goes into this dark hole of I don't know what's in there. And it just... You see where I'm going with this? It's if I don't, if yeah. it, I'm very visual, yeah. So if I don't see it on my desk, or if I don't see it in my everyday accessible field of vision, then I tend to forget about it. And I think that's why I use the digital OmniFocus as much as I do because it reminds me to hey, go look into that dark hole over there because you probably have a piece of information that you need to dig out. Um, and so what I'm saying is, it, I would like to turn my planner, I guess. Actually, what I'm saying is that I need to set up some tabs because I, I I tend to be averse to tabs and maybe make one of those tabs the weekly checklist list, a list for lists, right? <laughs> to see if yeah. we've updated the list and what needs to go on it for the contextualization. Hmm. It needs to be your sort of focus point, your current focus uh, for the, the, say, next week, next two weeks or whatever that you're working on. Some people work a lot further ahead than others. Um, I, in some instances, I, I'm I'm only working sort of the next week, next two weeks, and that's where my my focus is. And sometimes I sort of come up for a sort of look around <laughs> and think, oh, oh, hold on, there's this trip coming up, sort of thing. Therefore, I need to do this, 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 and this sort of thing. So that's when I sort of regain my focus if you like for want of a better word and sort of then plan a bit further in advance than normal yeah. um and that helps with the the process of um sort of focusing that what you're intending to do that week that day that hour even in some cases because you then sort of start to it starts to come down uh, what your availability um, is starts reducing accordingly, doesn't it? So, and I, that's the point, though, so that you can see at, at a glance where you're spending your time, so that you can judge whether you're spending your time on places where you ought to be spending it, instead of just arbitrarily knocking things off uh, on a on a daily basis. Because there's always going to be something that needs to be done every day. 
right? And the whole point is the reason why we're going through this series and the reason why we want to have one place where we capture everything, going back to our original topic, is so that we're not looking for whatever else is flying around. What if we do find uh, an event flyer that said that we needed to be somewhere on Thursday night? If you haven't got track of that, if you're not tracking where that piece of information is, then it's going to go by and you're going to have another week of, oh, look what else we missed this week. Not that missing something is so bad personally. I'd rather stay home, but that's just me. (laughs) (laughs) I I find that capturing things somewhere be it you know on a paper planner or a whiteboard or something like that is the biggest sort of step forward and actually setting aside time sort of at least during the day during the week to actually update yourself on where things are needed and and all that sort of thing goes a long way towards sort of you know peace of mind if nothing else really um well, and it's a matter and of training sort of, your brain in it too, right? Making sure you, you can't just do it twice and then think, okay, your brain's got it now. You've got to at least be able to access, I think, a week's worth of information where your brain goes, oh, what about this? And, you know, usually I usually have those moments right before I'm about to fall asleep or my brain goes, oh, did you remember this? <laughs> and so that's why I sleep with my planner next to me because I can quickly flip open and go, yes, I did remember it. And it's color coded. Damn it. It's great. <laughs> I have these sudden things when I wake up in the morning, not realizing what the day of the week is, and thinking, did I actually schedule that post or is it still in draft? <laughs> yeah, but that's one of those, like, you just panic. check and see things, right? Isn't it? Is it a panic? Yeah, so that's you? where I sort of get my oh. phone out and sort of have a look on my phone to see, oh, yeah, it's, no, it's all right. It has been <laughs> published. So I can go, go to sleep for another hour. Or so. <laughs> it's either that or leg it down there to the living room to grab my uh, laptop and suddenly press the right button sort of thing. Do you ever do voice <laughs> recordings hasn't. as um, uh, as a form of co- collecting information for yourself? I have done in the past, but it's not something I do on a regular basis, I must admit. Um, I tend to use the little notes app on my phone sometimes. You know, literally, if... Yeah. So an idea comes into my head. If I don't write it down, I just quickly type, you know, a couple of lines into the notes app just so I've captured that idea. I had, I'm sort of terrible for thinking up of ideas uh, and then forgetting them when it comes to actually sit down to write. <laughs> yes, I'm thing. familiar. <laughs> Steve, what was yeah. that great idea you told me about yesterday? I don't know. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> So I, I have to write, I've done this so many times before where, you know, or just before you go to sleep, you suddenly remember, think of an idea to um, write about the following day and you wake up in the morning and it's completely gone out of your head gone. altogether. Yeah. Well, and, and that's why we're doing this. I, I'd like to encourage everyone to really find at one spot as Ray Blake calls it my life all in one place um I think that's the essence of this this series or if you can't in one spot which I can understand I can't imagine sticking all my bills into my my planner that just would be insane and there would be no reason for it but at least have one place where you go to where you know you can find everything I'd like to encourage everyone to do that Hmm. we are at that time aren't we for 
to say ta-ta and, and all the rest of it. Almost, but I do have a tip. I, I, I'd, like to, I'd like to leave a couple of tips, if I may, Steve. Can I? Can go. I please? Thanks. Yeah, of course right. you can. Of course you Here can. Here we go. <laughs> so a couple of tips to make things easier for you as you focus on collecting all your information in one place. Number one, get a hole puncher in the size planner that you are using and try and see if you can hole punch the information that you need, fold it up, slap holes in it, and stick it into your planner as you need to, perhaps then later organizing it, but this way at least it will be captured in one place. And then also have paper ready in the size planner that you're using so that you can quickly print out things in that size as well, and then hole punch and stick in planner already. So that's my my two cents right there. The, 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 this is how I ended up with a collection of punches that I don't know how many I've got. I've lost count of them, but they are many. <laughs> For various sizes and types and God knows what else. It's ridiculous. <laughs> well, they're coming handy. Yeah, you never get rid of them. Anyway, where can we find you on the internet? You can find me on Instagram at Kareen Tobmasyan at ThroatPunchResumes.com at Planarology.com on Facebook and everywhere else on the interwebs. And where can we find you, Steve? You'll find me at filofaxi.com, travelersnotebooktimes.com, and Mr. Filofaxi on Instagram. And remember, folks, if you've liked this podcast, don't forget to like it, subscribe to it, and share it. <laughs>